all those young teachers, they were all, you know, you if know I, in over their heads. If I got to share what I really loved with children, I'd be in jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 142. I welcome my cousin, my blood, Daniel, and his wife, Amanda, and of course, Fuckface. (laughs) (laughs) My family, his, you know, the lovely Amanda, and this douche canoe over here (laughs) that we call the Turn. I'm so flexible. I can fuck my own face. Just lays into it. He just takes it. You can't affect someone negatively when every bit of negativity you throw at them, they like play with. Yeah, you like take like a scalding hot iron close to his face <laughs> and he just leans into it. Just love the warmth. Can you smell the aroma of perfection and skin skin quality skin care? What? <laughs> Are you in a pyramid scheme now? I don't know. Sound, Burnt iron face. I do like that. Sounded like the dialogue from Stick It. So. <laughs> I like the uh, the the tone or the sound of or like the the elicitation of the turn. Mm. Turn because it sounds like the tard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go full turn on your ass later. <laughs> uh, intern and I were discussing before you guys arrived tonight that. That he is becoming a bit more pretentious, and I don't, I don't appreciate it. Starting to use words that I have to look up on my phone, and then judge him for using. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, not in, my fault that you could use, could have used a higher education in. Oh, I see. English. I see where this is going. Okay. Well, you know when when, when when Daniel waxes poetic and uses vocabulary, I don't know. I'm just like, wow, you're so good with words. But when you <laughs> use it, and when you do it, I'm just like. This motherfucker doesn't know what that means. I look he it read up. a book, and it doesn't even make sense. I look it up to challenge you. Yeah. And, you know. Yep. I didn't know that the turn could get more exhausting than he already was, so. Well, oh, no. You have no idea. No. Earlier, he was saying that this, okay, there's three alien clips of him talking like an alien. He said the middle one is me, and I said, no, it's you. And he said, no, it has the timbre of your voice. Yeah, the timbre, timbre. Sorry, is Amanda? Come on, isn't it? I mean, I know what that word means. Okay, but it was unnecessary. Absolutely, in that conversation. Absolutely, you didn't have to do. You could have just said tone. You didn't have or to say timbre or cadence. <clears throat> yeah, sure, cadence. Here, okay, you guys listen. First clip. He acknowledges that's him. That's me. Yeah. Second clip. He says that's him. He says that's, that's me. Nathan. I need to hear it again. Uh, it's got some like intern vibrato in there. Mm-hmm. That's because oh, I hear that in, in Nathan. I find my own voice so grating. 
when you play clips. And I don't have that feeling when you play that clip, which means it's not me. That unknown audio clip does not <laughs> revile me, so it can't be my own voice. All right. <clears throat> okay, guys. Right. Uh, 142's primary goal is knowledge of self and concurrently being self-reliant and self-determined. There's an ongoing urge to accumulate wisdom. Okay. <clears throat> this episode the, sounds pretentious. <laughs> the person with predominant 142 energy prefers to either be alone within the group or to be seen as an expert. Professional gatherings are preferred where professionals of various or select fields can exchange techniques and information. So I'm 142. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this sounds like... Did he make this lineup if he did? This is the intern lineup. This is, this is all about me. I swear if there's one French word in there, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything's in black and white. <sighs> it's just all foreign, three Jackie Chan movies. <laughs> I'm like, man, this one's really avant-garde. And you're like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's just skipping. That one's just skipping. <laughs> Do you have anything sexual for 142, or shall I move us forward? That's the act of one's fucking oh, no. one's he own doesn't face. Have anything for 142 because the muffin shop is closed. 142 is a closed sign on the muffin shop. On the muffin shop. So I think now we may have all seen The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I don't know if that's, no. that's not true. Okay. Uh, Daniel hasn't seen it. Okay. Well, then we can't talk about it. So I guess we can talk about Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And uh, No, I haven't seen it. How surprising it is and how you guys should all go watch it because it's really entertaining. Uh, you know what is exactly the same is Top Gun. He's lying. This new Top Gun is better, and you should watch uh, it. The visuals are better, uh, for sure. But, you know, hey, how do you, how do you compete with Goose? You don't. I'm telling you. It, I'm telling you, and I'm telling them. It is different. They should watch it. Yeah, you should watch it, okay. and you should probably watch it on a on a big screen. That's correct. Yeah, Nathan, my you know, my work buddy, he's super excitable. He contacted me after he watched it, like immediately after he watched it. And uh, conveyed the exact same intensity that you had, uh-huh. and said that he cried multiple times. Um, oh, that I'd be a fool not to go watch it. Uh-huh. And uh, I got a little emotional at one point. Sure. And him and his buddies were so jacked after they watched it, they like grabbed a bunch of those you know rent rentable electronic scooters that are laying around, and they were scooting in formation, like dog fighting. Yes. Yeah. And he ate shit and scraped up his entire body. Oh. He said it was worth it. It's worth it for Top Gun. That's awesome. Oh, I see. So when I tell you to watch something, you're like, mm, you're on the fence, and then your work buddy tells you to, and you're like, okay, I'm sold. 
I was trying to use him to like divert from the fact that I'm still like, but I thought that, like that would make you happy that there was someone else out there that was also like tears. Oh my God, this is better than the original. Hey, Amanda, you should have a date night with your husband and take him to Top Gun. Oh. Well, Daniel, I'll just like know oh, that I did not get a lady boner, which is what I was promised. And, oh. and Amanda did recently have an opportunity. I was even like, are you sure you don't want to take me to Top Gun instead? It would really make Nathan happy. <laughs> this is, okay, so you're just going to throw me directly <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> because, yeah, I said, we can go see Top Gun if you want. And you were like, uh... and I said, great, we'll go see the movie that we actually want to see. Okay, so Bob Burgers has made you cry and made you want to <laughs> get on scooters and dogfight? Honestly, yeah. It made Amanda cry like a lot. Yeah. I cried like three times at Bob's Burgers. <clears throat> oh my god. That that backfired. <laughs> wow. Oh well. What are you gonna do? Well No, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get around to talk. I'm we sure we'll watch Top Gun. I, I, I don't have anything truly against Top Gun. I'm just giving you a hard time. That's fine. Well, it should be in the theater for another five months, so you've yeah. got time. Yeah, it'll it'll continue. Um. Yeah. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about that they've watched? I. Uh, I don't really have. Maybe. Maybe the first episode of season three of, of uh, the boys might need to be discussed. But that's about it. <laughs> that was the most Specifically, upsetting thing I've ever seen. The, the first fifteen minutes or so. Yeah. That was great. Uh, Here, let's let's describe it to the intern. Oh shit! There's a new episode. So okay. the soup, the super uh, guy. His name is Termite. Termite's special ability is that he can shrink down to a really tiny size. And like the size of a termite? He was kind of interacting with another man in a homosexual fashion. You know, he wanted him inside of him, this other fellow. So he shrunk down and he went inside the tip of his penis. penis. <laughs> nice. So it was like yeah. inner space. And then he Urethra? sneezed. More like my urethra. And then he sneezed and he accidentally returned to his normal size while inside of this man's penis. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good time. Well, <laughs> uh, there's, it's available to you, Amazon, Amazon Prime. I guess if you ever wanted uh, penis enlargement, there's, this seems like the most effective way. That's what I don't I get. Think he, I think he got all the way in there because when he grew back rapidly like he tore the guy in half he didn't just like explode his penis like a cigar like That's a trick true. cigar yeah yeah he was further down yeah yeah he's like we were way in there yeah he was all the way in there yeah that's true yeah absolutely anyway uh anybody else have anything else uh, i watched season two of russian doll it was very good if anybody has watched season one season two is also excellent i have also watched I have watched season four part one of Stranger Things. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's it for me. Okay. Yeah, and I, uh, uh is Stranger <laughs> Things going where everyone thought it would go? I, I you know, I it's been it was I had some frustrations early on in the season. Still do have some hang ups, but for the most part, um I'm enjoying it and I will finish it. Okay. So right. yeah. Daniel, you were saying? Um, other than Bob's Burgers, which was great, um, I saw a movie that I knew, like it already had a, a notoriety for being completely insane, but I never actually seen it. And so I, it came on when I was like watching TV with Daphne 
and I watched it, and it truly is one of the most insane movies ever made. And that would be Spy Kids 3D. Game over. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I remember. Uh, Rodriguez at his best? That's was, Rodriguez at his best, which is... glasses that came with it when you bought it. Yeah, it's Rodriguez at his best, which, which means that his best is how much can I do for how little? Yeah. That's like his MO on everything. So this is him making a movie in his like literal like green screen room on his mansion estate and calling in every favor with every celebrity he's ever known. Or or maybe they were just visiting and he was like, Hey, I literally have a studio in my back office. We're fucking hammered. It's ten o'clock. Do you want to go film this like scene that I need to get done real quick? That's how this movie comes across. It is bare bones. And it's using CG to cover everything. So every so it's so, so imagine bottom dollar computer graphics on everything. Everything isn't, isn't Banderas in that? It, everyone is in it. <laughs> Stallone plays four different parts. Oh my god! George Clooney plays the president of the United States, what? who actually later turns out to just be Stallone, like with a mask on. So you get to see George <laughs> Clooney do a Stallone impression, or like. <laughs> or act like he's getting possessed by Stallone, which honestly, that was the one truly genuine quality moment of the whole thing. The rest of it was like jaw dropped. I can't believe this is exists. I can't believe all these famous people are doing the most embarrassing and humiliating thing I've ever seen them do. Elijah Wood shows up. <laughs> Elijah Wood shows up in this movie and immediately dies. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> shows up as like the hero they're all like oh we've heard legends about you and he's like yeah yeah rah rah and he just like runs in the room and he dies uh and that's that's one of 67 cameos uh steve buscemi is in this ricardo mont montalban yeah con yeah, uh from wrath of con yeah he's, he's also yeah, he's, every time i see on like an on like a 10 foot tall computer graphic body so oh, it's just his wow. perfect head on this grade school level computer graphic body <laughs> i just every time i see mo that that con guy i think of this uh old vhs tape i had about the oscars and he was like, way back in the 70s like singing thank you very much thank you very much that's <laughs> the nicest thing that anyone's ever done for me um it was really awkward sorry <laughs> no that's he's well yeah we'll get ready for more awkward because uh, that's all this movie is. It's just awkward, awkward after awkward, awkward. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is in it. Yep, Dinky he plays Winks. Like, yep, he plays some sort of like <laughs> loony cowboy that helps wrangle a robot with a lasso. Um, they're all inside of some sort of virtual reality like trap contest that Stallone has set up. So they're all like doing these challenges, but they're all for not because Stallone is evil. Oh and then Stallone God. plays, and then Stallone, Eddie Murphy style, plays like four other characters that are like stereotypes, you know? So the, so the Uber nerd and the like too cool for school and the business only. And then he himself is playing the worst version of like an emo, giddy villain <laughs> with his Stallone voice. So he's just like, oh, you got to get in the machine, my, my careful plans and my mazes. And then he's like wearing like this steampunk gear. <laughs> None of it. It's all I can't. Everything I just said is, is something that is in the movie for real. And I'm not being hyperbolic in any way. Uh, James Paxton, Bill Paxton's actual son is Dinky Winks Jr. <laughs> Dinky Winks. 
Oh my God. Yeah. It was fascinating because, it, because when I mean, everything is green screened. I mean, everything like, Hey, don't you think it'd be easier if we just went outside and like captured the scene in this field and it, it, it wouldn't cost anything. And he's like, Nope. And they're like, hey, we do we have to green screen the ground. And he's like, everything. So everything is green screen, including the ground. Does it make you want to go back and watch Spy Kids 2? No, because there's nothing that could have possibly be made that's more insane than this. I think Steve Buscemi is in, the, is in this as well. And he has a line that's something like, do you think even God cries when he looks at what he's made? Ch- children's movie. <laughs> Spy Kids 2 also has uh, a lot of the same... Well, the main chunk of people. Buscemi's, Buscemi's on the on the cover of Spy Kids too. Oh, so maybe it's from that one. Yes, yeah, so I, th- I think he's. I think he he made all these movies for five digits at his house, and then I just and then I think Amanda was right. I think it. I was like, how did he get all these favors called in? And, I, and I, she said, it looks like they just were hanging out. And he said, come do this scene real quick. Wild, because it's obviously every, everything's one take. Everything. Yeah. What what may I ask? What led you to watch Spy Kids three? What compelled you to watch it? It like popped up on a thumbnail when I was trying to find something for Daphne that wasn't the same two things that she's seen five hundred times, and I was like l- losing time. Well, I think we know? were on Pluto TV. It's so, like we were on actual TV. Yes, because we, we didn't start it from the very beginning. We hopped in like like a quarter like of the way in, fifteen twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah. I was like, here you go. This will do. By their new nemesis, the toy maker, and the toy maker is Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Okay. Wild. Yeah. Just you catch a catch a YouTube clip just once, and you'll be like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that said, the only thing I have to say is the bubble on Netflix. It's uh, it's oh, yeah, it, that it's, was actually really fun. It's an Apatow comedy, so it's got the same old problem, the same four act comedy problem. Shave twenty minutes off somewhere, you goddamn bastard. But uh, otherwise, it is laying into actors. Holy shit. Yeah, it was way funnier than, than it deserved to be. Um, the, trailer, it, the trailer looked pretty good. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, and it, and it is ragged on actors in Hollywood, like just brutal through, all the way through. Hmm. Like they're, they're deprecating themselves at a level that's like, oh, you guys want back in our favor? That's like almost what it feels like because they're just like, look at us. We're fucking pathetic. <laughs> hmm. Well... I might actually check out the bubble. I don't know if I'll get around to Spy Kids 3D, but uh, oh, God. I have got to like wait PTSD from it. <laughs> uh, so that I'll take that to mean that you didn't watch Midnight Special or The Last Duel. No, no. <laughs> and Amanda, you didn't watch Boogie Nights. Am I to understand that correctly? That's correct. I didn't yeah. want to have no burden list. You know, I've got to keep one. And you watched two movies recently that have Burt Reynolds in it. You got to like take a Burt break. Yeah, I got to take a Burt break. And I already uh, spoke with the intern. He didn't watch the Joy Luck Club. But I am taking two movies down of my burden list. Oh. <laughs> Mr. 142 over here. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm taking Stick It Down. <laughs> oh, you stuck it. And I'm taking Would You Rather down as well. Oh, nice. Oh, good. So, stick it. I will say that it wasn't it wasn't quite bad enough to be good. You know. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about it. And I don't know why. I don't know why Daniel likes this movie. Like it's uh, it's not the worst, but it's also terrible. Like <laughs> I think it's got to be for me anyway. The one thing that I really took away from Stick It was the awkward dialogue. Like it was just. 
I don't know. I don't know how to define it. I'm I really struggle. It's like really cheesy dialogue, but at the same time, it's cheesy dialogue that kind of walks up to the edge and dips its toe in a in a in like a like I just don't understand some of it. <laughs> I may, I think a lot of it is driven by that character Joanne and how she's supposed to be stupid. Yeah, yeah the but, the short skinny one. Mm, yeah, like it's likes boys or whatever. The Asian one? No, no, she's just the quote-unquote dumb blonde girl i guess um like there's a conversation about you know your spot on the team and she talks about how she earned her spot and she's practically a dalmatian (laughs) (laughs) see this is what's the hallmark of a good bad movie is dialogue that does not sound human right and they pointed (laughs) out like she the main character says like dalmatians are born with spots they don't earn them but it's just like did that she just said, I earned my spot. I'm basically a Dalmatian because you, a Dalmatian has spots on it. Like it doesn't, it's not a reference that makes any sense. Right. Is that actually in the dialogue? That, yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that someone says uh, they're born with them, they don't earn them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is funny because yes, they are born with them, but they don't show until they start sure. to, until they mature. So even that is wrong, and then you, and then even then, when they do mature, the spot is already like predestined, like it's it's in their skin DNA already. It's not like it decides. Well, and she says things like, "I don't know, I don't like what you're instimulating," <laughs> and it's not called <laughs> gymnastics. That's my favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> There's one where Joanne says she calls Haley Pariah Carey, and they're arguing back and forth, and. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges like interrupts them and says, "Hey, filibuster! No one cares." You make, you make me want to watch it again. Uh, I, I had to, <laughs> I had to pause it on some of these because I'm just like, did he just say, "Hey, filibuster! No one cares"? That doesn't even. Right. How does that even make sense? That's like her talking about spots on a Dalmatian. It's the same thing here. Like, the, what do you mean? Because she was talking over everybody. She wasn't. You just interrupted her and said she was a filibuster, but she wasn't really talking over everybody. <laughs> You're making me want to watch this now. It makes no sense. There's another one where these boys are talking about uh, hitting on the the mom in the minivan outside. And Jeff Bridges tells them it's the devil's candy, boys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, what? It's just kind of out of place. Like, they'll be going along. They'll be doing this, like, you know, it's the same person that wrote... um, bring it on as well so it's like the just the fluffy back and forth teenage dialogue and then all of a sudden it's the devil's candy and hey filibuster i don't know <clears throat> yeah it feels like a b-sides bring it on um <laughs> i don't know I can't. stick it has a higher rating than bring it on on imdb <laughs> i don't know what it is about that movie and why it like I, I giggle when i'm near it i think it's because just the first couple of times i watched it it was like in a stupor the first time for sure i know i know i spent a majority of the movie going it's Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Because <laughs> it wasn't like that movie came out like you know some people like have like a latent movie before their career kicks off that a studio will hold on to and then be like oh they're famous now and now we're gonna put out this shit thing. Well, it's so we more... can like write off of it. That's what it felt like. But I was like Jeff, you have a lustrous long career. I yeah. think this is post No Country for Old Men. <laughs> what are you doing in this terrible three? To be to be clear, three years before uh, No Country. Okay, but here this is I'm gonna I'm gonna define it this way. The experience of watching Stick It, if you've never seen it before, is like what the fuck, and then 
what the hell is Jeff Bridges doing in this movie? <laughs> That's kind of how, they, then the rest of the movie, you just kind of have a confused look on your face, like thinking, what are they even doing? Even the final gymnastics thing is, doesn't go down in any way you could possibly imagine. It's just absolutely ridiculous. The premise is ridiculous. She gets in trouble, and they're like, the judge says you have to go to this gymnastics academy? The judge. What? Yep, that's how the courts work. What? That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean, how it starts out. Like first, she's whipping crazy tricks with a BMX bike in an empty pool. She breaks somebody's shit, and then all of a sudden, you know, the gavel's slamming down, and she's being sentenced, quote-unquote, to gymnastics. Yeah. She has to captain like a fucking champion team or something. It just makes absolutely um, no sense. So then, yeah, so your face is like, what the fuck? And then Jeff Bridges shows up as Burt Vickerman, the old trainer of the gymnastics people. And you're just like, what is he doing there? What's going on? Anyway, it was a very he's interesting give, experience. He's giving her like heart to hearts about how she's got to like step up and be a leader of this team. And you're just like, this is fucking bullshit. All this is bullshit. Well, what is this? Yeah. And then you spend 30 minutes going, Christmas, is that Christmas Stewart? No, it's not Christmas Stewart. <laughs> but there's a couple of lines, though, that happen where you're just like, oh, that was good. Like, uh, he says, you know, Haley, for someone who doesn't uh, want, or he says, you know, Haley, for someone that hates being judged so much, you sure judge everybody a lot. And he gets up and he leaves her in the diner. Yeah. She's like, oh, son of a bitch. I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. Anyway, <clears throat> would you rather uh, tight? Uh, very straightforward, jumps right into it. Uh, yeah, people start, you know, having to make decisions pretty fast. Uh, Jeffrey Combs is uh, very entertaining as the main guy, although I think the movie would have had a more serious tone if it wasn't him. Probably. It kind of added this, like, peculiar... I don't know, he acted the same way a little bit as he did in Reanimator, where he's just, like, quirky weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Killed so. a little woman, Peter. It's my favorite line. We say that to each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you say? You killed an old woman, Peter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we got to get out of here or whatever. And he's like, oh, we haven't done anything yet. We haven't done anything bad yet. And he's like, you literally killed an old woman. You killed an old woman. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's odd makeup of, like, yeah. I don't know. I guess they could have done more with the lead up to it. They could have, like, introduced you to more than one character. So you didn't know who the main character necessarily was. But because they only focused on one character going into the game, you're just like, well, obviously. Right. Brittany Snow's got to bring this home. Otherwise, what's the point? And I loved how it ended. I won't say how it ended. The ending is so brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. But I I won't say it in case Intern hasn't seen it. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, it's short. It's quick. Leads you in. Jeffrey Combs is fun. That little skeevy. His skeevy son is such a piece of shit. He's entertaining for a little bit. Bevins is great. The blade blade to the eyeball is... uh, it's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave that there. And the stick, the stick that they used to whack him with. It's just, uh. oh, yeah. And it's so petty. It's like, yeah, he had a little spat with his son and now he's like the target of the game. That's brutal. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. That was rough. And they're, yeah, they're, they're Butler Bevins. He's hilarious. Cause he's just like so straightforward. Um, we, we actually, that's one of, our dog's names. It's Theodore Bevins Carver. Yeah, Theo's middle name is Bevins. Um. For that reason, for that movie. Yes. Holy yeah. shit! This is a this is a staple in the Texas household. Yeah, I like that movie so much. I think I have seen it at least three times because I think it's such a good horror movie. A good recent, you know, single entry. Well, it moves. Horror. It has a nice pace. It doesn't. It's not. Uh, it's easy to watch. You don't get 
caught looking at your watch, like stick it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shall we talk about what's going up? Mm. Yeah. Amanda's getting hit twice because I don't know what what to burden either of you guys anymore. I don't know. It's like throwing a dart at a (laughs) in in the dark. Uh, Amanda has exposed to me that she has not seen the original Point Break, which is a violation travesty. and a travesty. So ah. she will be w- watching Point Break. And she keeps saying, it's the one with the uh and the gun firing. Yeah, I know. Hot Fuzz made fun of it. I know. I get it. But you've seen... That just tells me you've seen Hot Fuzz. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> Hot Fuzz uh, honored it. Honored right. yeah. because of its legacy. Anyway. And you also said to me that you're not sure if you've seen this or not. You maybe have. But either way, I'm going to burden it so you can watch it again. Because now you're a parent. And it may mean more now. And that's parenthood. Okay. I'm ready. So some nice. The movie or the show? The movie. In, in the movie. We don't burden shows. We should. The 1989 Parenthood. Steve Martin, right? Steve Martin. It's a wonderful ensemble. Okay. Solid. It also has Keanu Reeves. So if yep. you want to look at it as like a Keanu Reeves theme night. You could knock them both down. And it's got that squirrely guy. Are you talking about Rick Moranis? Yes, Rick Moranis. Yeah, he has the most uncomfortable scene in the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> the one that shouldn't be in there, where he sings to her in the classroom. It's terrible. But anyway, that's the only <laughs> bad part. Outside of that, it's great. And that's uh, that's it, folks. Yeah, we'll, we'll slip stick it in. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. So in, in 2012, the New Zealand government intervened when a couple wanted to name their child A. Cunnilingus, B. Hitler, C. Anal, or D. Fart. Hitler? Final answer? Yeah. Uh, it was Anal. Oh, so they were just anal. being bigots and saying their name wrong. That's correct, yeah. How I, dare they assume that that was anal? It's anal, obviously. <laughs> It depends on how that accent wraps around that word. Um, they encourage them to like add an extra N to uh, they should the have. spelling. Yeah, that's all you had to do, really. <clears throat> Maybe they misspelled it on the on the birth certificate. Not a big deal. If you yeah, had... they, they could still say it the way they want to, you know, like in the annals of history. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. If you have alien hand syndrome, you are a person whose hand acts on its own and you may even choke yourself. Uh, you're a person who enters dark public spaces and gets masturbated by an unseen party. Oh, yeah, that one. You're a person who whacks off to E.T. Or you're a person who uses a fake hand to masturbate. Oh, number two. <laughs> number two sounds most fun, I'll be honest. <laughs> I feel like it's the fake hand to masturbate. Okay. What was the very first one? Uh, first one was, uh, it's a hand that acts on its own. And may you may even choke yourself. Oh, like an idle hand situation? Yeah. yeah oh, like how how, how fun would that be? To jerk yourself <laughs> off under that pretense? We're just like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you have no... You have no... Ow! Ow! <laughs> but you would have no actual control over it. It would be happening. All right. That's like the worst possible time. 
like super dry and super like like chafy. Right, and like while a cop is giving you a ticket. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, the answer is that it is, uh, in fact, yeah, an, a hand that acts on its own. Oh my gosh! Really? So unexpected. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's usually as a result of like neurosurgery, tumors, aneurysms, or strokes. Uh, rarely strokes, but it's like a phenomenon that occurs when the left right brain and the right brain stop communicating with each other because of some mm-hmm. neurological issue. <clears throat> and the old uh, corpusum callosum. Yeah. gets yeah. severed exactly yeah yeah uh if you know someone suffering from coro k-o-r-o they are afraid that a everyone is going to die b their dick is shrinking c they will forget how to swim or d they are constantly being watched by satan uh can it be b and d <laughs> satan is shrinking their dick <laughs> satan is following them around uh, I think it is D. You're going with Satan? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the dick shrinking, but it's more than that. It's <laughs> it's it's more than a fear about your dick shrinking. It's a more of it, you're going to like this, Daniel. Not just shrinking, but retracting into the body. <laughs> oh, so it's like the fear of transitioning. Uh, yeah. No, that I don't think they retract them. Uh, pe- turn the penis inside out inside the body. Is that a part of that procedure? I don't think so. Well, when I do it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Okay, one more to get through here. Well, 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 hold on. I'm, oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to sink on this one for a second. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. There is something there, though, about <laughs> what an intern was saying, I think, because uh, <laughs> if, if, you're, if your only fear was that it was shrinking, you were like, oh, no, my manhood is disappearing. Right. And I'm going to be left with this, like, hilariously small penis. Hmm. But if you think it's also retracting, then maybe there is like a fear of like, oh, no, I'm becoming a woman because now your like penis isn't just shrinking. It is like undoing itself and disappearing inside of your body. Except if that was happening to me, it wouldn't be like, oh, no, it would be like, oh, yes. Yes. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Put stuff inside my body. <clears throat> um Okay. It is, it is sad that there wasn't a Satan thing. Coro just sounds like like a like a death metal it album. Like Coro. Yeah. <laughs> sounds very. <laughs> um, if you find yourself engaged in tea room sex, you are uh, dipping your balls into a teacup, literally having sex in a tea room, having hot liquids poured uh, all over your body, or you're having oral sex in public toilets. Oh, it's got to be C, but I I really hope it's D. Oral sex public. How is that a tea room? Like, like the toilet room? Like meet me in the toilet room for some toilet dick? Or possibly. Or it's like the urine is like tea colored. Oh. I'm just saying. And yeah. everybody's tea bagging around in there. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it's actually like, you know, it would be all Why sex. Did I shake my hips when I said that? You did shake your hips. Not not just oral sex, but all kinds of sex. Because <clears throat> that's is that is what it is. It's the public bathroom stuff. Apparently um, it is the it accounts for the majority of homosexual arrests in the United States. <laughs> Tea room sex. And oh, why are police gone into the washrooms? Well, somebody probably complains. They probably call and say, "Look, something's Every time going I go on." To the bathroom at the Target. These guys <laughs> are just going to town on their tea bags. That something's is an alone on. time situation. 
it did completely inspire this Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory vision in my head of like a really open public bathroom with one toilet in the middle of the room and a guy elaborately dressed getting blown. And then around him in a circle, a bunch of like Oompa Loompas teabagging into teacups, like Oompa Loompa, oh, oh, like all of the culminating with colors and flashing lights, just like the, the tunnel ride. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, but like similar to that, I know you said Willy Wonka, but my brain went to Alice in Wonderland. And so I'm like, oh, we're at the Mad Hatter's like tea party. And it's just like a crazy orgy in a bathroom. Right. <laughs> right. Slow motion, like everyone's face, like cackling really disturbingly hard and their balls just slapping in and out of teacups. The Cheshire Cat and the and the Caterpillar are just like slurping, you know? Mm. Okay. Know I mean? You guys got to stop. <laughs> you about to blow? I'm getting horny. <laughs> Wow, that's your 142. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a book there's a book about this tea room business by some guy, and it's heavily criticized uh, as being unethical because the author apparently masqueraded as a voyeur and just hung out in public bathrooms and followed people and interviewed them in disguise. Anyway, it's called uh, Tea Room Trade: Impersonal Sex in Public Places. There you go. Anyway. They're hanging around being a voyeur. Hey, <laughs> yeah. jump in on this. You better shit or get off the fuck toilet. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do our lineup. I did wanna talk to you guys before we get into the lineup though, that um this could I've there's been a lot of talk uh down at the studios that this could be uh an ABS event. What? Yeah, that's true. What is an AVS event? Across the board, Shard. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. (laughs) I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Okay, now we don't say this very often. the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. The lineup to which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has, has issued a few statements, Okay. Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. You guys just never stop attacking. <laughs> ever. Even in my clips. Um, the headliner tonight is Nope. Nope. Here we go. What if I told you that today you'll leave here different? Fuck. 
talking to you. Bro, what'd you see? Something about the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. You think whatever killed Pops is out there? Right here, you are gonna witness an absolute spectacle. So what happens next? You ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Here we go. There's plenty of videos for flying shit online. Ain't nobody gonna get what we gonna get. What we gonna get? The money shot. What's up? Undeniable truth of aliens on camera. The Oprah shot. So you guys gonna tell me what's going on? Hell no. Because no. I'm out here, and you're the only person in the world that can get it on film. That cloud, they moved an inch. It's aliens. They're just waiting for the perfect time to shove metal probes up our asses. I'll be rooting for you. I think we pissed them off. Yeah, they repainted your house. They're gonna come back. You ready? We got some work to do. Not it. Nope. I'm gonna mount. I'll get the shot. Shadow, tell me, what did you see in that cloud? Well, it's not what you think. No! They took him. They took him all. I gotta get out this house. I'm trying to save you. My brother is out there. I don't think they take you. If you don't look at him. Let's dream you're chasing. We end up at the top of the mountain. It's the one you never wake up from. You'll be getting a call from my supervisor asking how my service was. Five stars, Angel, five stars. Nathan, nope. Read or excited. <clears throat> so, I think a part of the conversation will be like did everybody see the other trailer before this and you know where do you fall is this now giving us too much info whereas the previous one was leaving us completely in the dark and too much in the dark and now we have enough to go on that we're actually interested in the story of this uh new jordan peele movie and how did you feel about his first movie and the second movie because uh like get out was awesome to me us was kind of I mean, it was a quality movie, but I kind of left not really caring or not feeling like, you know, like it's like going to a baseball game and they won, but they barely won, you know, like it was close and you didn't really feel like they won. Yeah. I remember walking out thinking uh, he tried to do way too much. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very textbook sophomore venture. Yeah. yeah. And the first trailer didn't like, it was like, what's a bad miracle? And you didn't really know whether it was paranormal or whether it was extraterrestrial now you know it's aliens or at least it looks like it's going to be aliens and there's a lot of people on the internet pointing out that nope could be an acronym for not of planet earth which is 
<clears throat> Fascinating. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's fun. Because he's, he's got this one word movie thing going on. So for it to also be an acronym would be like, okay, that's clever. We'll put up with it one more time. Next time we want two words. Right. Um, yeah. I had the exact same experience with his with his previous films. I thought the first one was outstanding. Yeah. Very much like, okay, I guess I'll be watching what you put out from now on. Yeah. And then us was like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. You've definitely got skill. You're trying to do way too much with too little time. And it's kind of coming out stumbly. Yeah. I like um, the, I like the <clears throat> cast in this one. Like Michael Wincott. I, every time I see Michael Wincott, I'm all, I'm jacked up. His voice is crazy. He's a guy with a what's super deep voice. Oh yeah. Raspy. What's, what's, what's the thing he's in that I know him from? It's driving me crazy. Uh, I don't know. One of his, I guess his most famous role would probably be Sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Or oh, yeah, that's well, it. Actually, no, he's not that's the sheriff. He's like the guy underneath Alan Rickman. His cousin. Yeah, his cousin. Yeah. Cousin. Yeah. Cousin. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also the warden in uh, Count of Monte Cristo as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's always got these like bit parts that are well strong supporting parts, but I just I get excited when I see him. I like Glenn a lot from uh, Walking Dead. I don't know his name. Steven Yun. Steven Yun, yeah. He's awesome. He looks like he's doing a very interesting role here. Yeah. Ah, I'm I'm totally in on Nope. I don't, yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed Us, even though it didn't satisfy. I'll give this all my attention. This looks like it could be good. Yeah, I'll, I'll come right behind you and just <clears throat> quickly wrap up um, for myself. Yeah, I'm also excited. Um, I, think, I think I may have preferred thinking that it was like, a night of terror being terrorized by this super intense um, UFO incident and more so than now knowing that it's like, Oh, now we're like going to get a crew together. We're going to like try and capture this on film. We're going to try and (laughs) fight back or whatever. You son of a bitch. Yeah. It doesn't, that's not what I would have preferred, but he is skilled at, at this genre. And there was many times in us even that I, were scenes that were that I thought were great with like the families in the mansions and stuff killing each other. <laughs> um, so he so he knows how to like handle a a, a a larger cast and he knows how to make it have that kind of like I don't know how to say this because I don't want to use the term Spielbergian because it's not exactly what I'm I know what for. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he, his films have like a depth of familiar nostalgic yeah. family yeah. something i don't know what it is yeah. but he's he's tapped into something very strong and it's this present is, this is also like like looks like a, a summer blockbuster science fiction horror mm-hmm. yeah that's impressive if he can pull this off yeah yeah so i'm i'm, I'm ready uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll do whatever I, I didn't prefer so well that i will come back around on it and it still looks like it has got some just fucking awesome creepo creepy scenes and stuff in it so i, I can't wait <clears throat> amanda yeah same um <clears throat> i did like having it more shrouded in mystery for myself but at the same time this doesn't make me i still want to see it as soon as possible so um i'm really looking forward to it and it does have like a multi um genre sort of combo and i like that i don't like I don't want things to just be one thing anymore. I think it can be more complex, but still have a tighter idea than us did. Us had too many elements sort of swirling around together. This still looks like it's going to be a tighter, more focused idea. Um, That's a great point. A focused idea. That's like when, when things start to sprawl too much, 
you have to balance and juggle a bunch of different shit and make it all come together. I love it when they keep things simple and they keep the focus very on one one idea and just expand off the one idea. Yeah. I'm stoked. Cool. Intern? I'm going to say that I generally do not like westerns. <laughs> but when I do like westerns, there's horror involved. So I'm going to give Nope a big yup. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to watching this. Hashtag ABS. All right, trailer number two tonight is called Spiderhead. Spiderhead. Here we go. Hello again. Sorry I'm late, Mr. Epnesty. Not late at all. That's Spiderhead. We're proud of our work. Your presence in this facility, while technically a punishment, is a privilege. Where have you been? Drug study. In science, we have to explore the unknown. They've been testing me up and down. A lot weirder stuff than usual. This is new frontier stuff here. Before we begin, I need your permission to administer Dan 40. This place can really mess with your head. Drip on. Acknowledge. Drip on. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. Yeah, acknowledge. Let's do this. about crossing lines was a lot of lines ago. Our work will save lives. Not just one life, many lives. We're making the world a better place. What you want is redemption. And this is how you're gonna find it. We're selling peace and harmony itself. Beautiful people get away with too much, and I say that having benefited myself from time to time. Amanda, worried or excited, Spiderhead? Well, this gets, this checks a lot of boxes for me that, and those boxes mostly have to do with dick. (laughs) <laughs> so Hemsworth Sploosh Big, big juicy check mark Miles Teller Ooh. Sploosh oh, Those are the two in people hot in, hot in here. That I could do together So one plus one equals a Ten out of ten Excited Cavill just throws oh the door my open God. <laughs> If he were in there I would die I would die A-B-S. No this looks really really interesting You know my only a little tiny concern is as much as I love Hemsworth, can he play a like evil, like corporate, like 
drug experiment mastermind. Didn't he play a bit of a weirdo in that uh, Tales at the El Rio? Yeah. El Royale. He did. Battle Royale. Yeah. He, he did. But that was just more of like a general, like, violent guy. He's like the cult leader in that one. Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Like- I liked him in that a lot. I think that's yeah. the movie I've liked him the most in. Yeah. 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 What Daniel said. We we didn't care for the movie as a whole that much, but he was good in it. No, I'm excited. I, you know, I like anything like this. I like sort of like psychedelic, you know, futuristic um, kind of, oh, we're going to experiment on people and see what happens yeah. stuff. I love that kind of shit. So <clears throat> I'm in on this. Yeah. It, it, almost any time where it's like, Hey, you have to come to my super dope ass isolated mansion so that we can do something mysterious that will obviously turn bad. That's I'm always in on that scenario, <laughs> always, because that's pretty much like what Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's always a sell for me. Just like, hey, we're all stuck in this Antarctic research station, and we found something weird in this digging site. Always down for that one. Or, hey, we sent a spaceship out there. All the crew ain't responding. We got to send a rescue spaceship. Ah, oh, those are the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And then that, you can transpose that with underwater. Same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Totes. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. I would probably have come across this in a couple of days on Netflix, just scouting around for shit and been like, oh, yeah, I'll give this a try. Well, so it doesn't come out until June 17th. So you wouldn't have come in across a Netflix it. Netflix movie? Yeah. Next okay. Week. Sweet. But I'm on board. Yeah. Hemsworth has found his uh, humor groove. So let's see if he can make it. Uh, bite hard enough like Amanda was saying okay, but I'm still excited too excited uh, intern do you acknowledge uh, sorry sorry. drip drip on do you acknowledge it, yes the drip is active he's like first of all sploosh no. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a lot of dick that I'm excited for <laughs> uh, Miles Teller is not one of them I do not find him attractive he's a weird looking little boy with a man body it's it's weird it's the nose it's weird so you're attracted to him he looks like a little no boy. Oh, okay sir <laughs> no well yes but like he has that stupid adult head <clears throat> no his head is like the the kid part oh so that's the only part you're attracted to right yeah, oh like, god get this man body away yeah it's stuck on it quick it doesn't belong on him you I'm know, trying to you know what body belongs on him is like the What's his name from Married with Children? His body belongs on Miles Teller. Oh, Bud. Yeah. Bud, yeah. yeah. Don't talk about Bud. No one That's... cares about Bud. What's his name? It's something that you're just like, it never sticks. It's like Bruno Italia, right? I don't I don't know. <laughs> it said something from The Godfather. <laughs> Bruno Tattaglia. <laughs> Fucking, it's like one of the five families in The Godfather. Uh... I'm going to say I'm excited. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to being disappointed. Oh. <laughs> There's always an element of that with, with a Netflix film. Do you expect Fair. that disappointment to come from Chris Hemsworth or Miles Teller or maybe Journey Smollett? Uh, I expect that disappointment to come from Netflix. Oh, okay. And whoever directed this. Well, this is the director of Top Gun Maverick, so let's well, keep yourself already, in check. This is the problem. Based on a New Yorker short story, Escape from Spiderhead by George Saunders. A lot of the comments about this movie say like people are jacked up about this specific New Yorker 
short story and telling people to go read it. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe we should go read it. Uh, it feels like a Black Mirror episode with like a stacked cast, basically. A TV episode. That's actually exact, that like touches on something that I was going to say that I forgot. Um, I think that might be like Netflix's niche that they should just lay into. And that's what we do. Like the incredibly high budget TV movie. Like, yeah. Because it, much like I've been reading a lot of comics lately, and much like comics are a great format for making a very visual but relatively short go of a cool concept. So you get to like ride out a cool concept without staying your welcome too long. And then if it happens to be really cool, then it gets fleshed out further from, from being popular or whatever. And I feel like Netflix can do like it's a, an amalgam of that or some sort of version of that where it's just like a big budget. We'll take these quirky ass ideas, really give them a go. And a lot of the time, they're just going to come out as middling. But every once in a while, we're going to fucking nail one. Well, you'll be happy to know that recently, Netflix announced that it is going to be starting to transition into making less content, but spending more time on the quality. Mm. That's good because it's been a bunch of bullshit. Well, they're, what they specifically said in this article I read was that they were taking away the carte blanche, like give uh, Scorsese a bunch of money to make The Irishman. You know, like that's going to stop. And, yeah, because it's... Yeah, why? I don't know. I didn't understand when when they did do that. It was like Netflix. Why you don't need that kind of clout to bring people in? Like, I think they were you, trying to get status in the your, industry and getting a big head, and now they're no. just like, okay, this is where we slot in. We're not going to be able to compete with Disney Plus because Disney has more money than God. I think the problem has Amazon less to do too. with Scorsese getting money and them giving all the, all this extra money to guys who made movies like Mute and yeah, bright right those are the ones that stand out for me too because we watch those and challenge them and also the one that um the guy that made green green room made one and it was a, a dud as well oh but, and we and even though they're kind of weirdly fun in their own schlocky way i don't really need netflix to blow 50 million to get ryan reynolds and the rock into i need some... you to shut your mouth right now red notice <laughs> And you love that six underground bullshit. Yeah, but that one also is, you know, objectively insufferable. They're they're <laughs> terrible. But well, they yes. don't they don't need to give out a whole bunch of money to make those either. You can make yeah. that for a reasonable yeah. tight budget. I think that's but where they could like you could put they're moving. nobody's in there with that high budget, and it would have almost the same effect. Like that's yes. it's the budget that's often like carrying this shit, not the actors themselves. At least not these level of actors. <clears throat> I'm going to be a little distracted when I watch Spiderhead because every time I see Journey Smollett, I'm going to think about Jesse Smollett. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like, hmm, you're not this character. You're the sister of that guy that lied. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Rated R, hour and 46 minutes on Netflix. Of course I'm excited. Hashtag ABS. Mm. <laughs> Trailer number three tonight, The Fulcrum, uh, comes to us from the father of Brandon Cronenberg, David Cronenberg. This is already in limited release. It is called Crimes of the Future. You know, ABS kind of sounds like like a aggressive bowel syndrome. Yeah, totally does. Um, crimes uh, of the future across the board chart. 
Sorry. I'll say the long form now. <laughs> Crimes of the future. Uh, here we go. I can feel you pulling things around in there. It's a brand new organ. Never before seen. We've all felt that the body was empty. Empty of meaning. And we've wanted to confirm that. So that we could fill it with meaning. The world is a much more dangerous place now that pain has all but disappeared. to map the chaos inside. Let us create a map that will guide us into the heart of darkness. Okay, Daniel, you worried or excited about Crimes of the future. Man, you know I'm excited about this. Yeah, this I know every, you are. This is everything that I'm all about. Like, I'm in particular a big fan of body horror as a genre, which is not nearly... Well, I guess now it's kind of made a resurgence, but there was a long period of time when it disappeared almost because it was kind of a product of the 80s and 90s horror spree that occurred. But Cronenberg is the undeniable master of that. His son is a great, uh, a, you know, prodigy that's running in parallel with him. And this looks like, I don't know, a lot of directors his age seem like they're on the decline or that they kind of run out of things to say. First, some of the, pa- some first, of the passion is gone. Uh, first film in eight years. Yeah. So I think he's like, I, pre- I would prefer that. You sit around until you got something to say. It looks like now he's got something to say because <laughs> this movie looks fucking intense, bonkers. People reaching into open wounds. Surgery is the new sex. Pain is gone. So we can just tear our bodies up and do whatever the f- we can like do surgery on ourselves. And like uh, just uh, I watched Amanda recoil at the woman about to perform woundalingus. Do you um, want an elaborate synopsis or would you prefer to remain in the dark? I, I think I've I think I think I know the elaborate synopsis. But yeah, there, it, it's uh, this is this is all crazy like taking shit to the stretches of the edges of humanity and messing around with how things play out at that level which is shit that i love so absolutely yeah give me the deets all right as the human species adapts to a synthetic environment the body undergoes new transformations and mutations with his partner uh leah sudo vigo mortensen celebrity performance artist publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. Christian Stewart is an investigator from the National Organ Registry, obsessively tracking their movements. 
which is when a mysterious group is revealed. Uh, and their mission is to use Saul's notoriety, or Viggo Mortensen's character's notoriety, to shed light on the next phase of human evolution. Sounds about right. We're going to yeah. get some, like, the most fucked up, crazy, uh, wound-fucking, finger-licking shit that you've ever seen, and then it's going to be immediately followed up with, like, Viggo Mortensen ballet with, like, his intestines hanging out <laughs> as, like, part of a... It's like this... <laughs> This has the feel of like you're going to be exhausted when you're done watching this. Yeah, rated R, two hours fifty seven minutes. What? No, I'm kidding. An hour and forty seven. Whoa! I was like, I was like, damn, this is. I'm going to have to like no, prep. It's it's an hour and forty seven. It's very conservative, actually. I thought that is yeah for a big sci fi epic crazy horror. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda. I want you to know that Kristen Stewart replaced Natalie Portman in this movie. Ugh, okay. <clears throat> um, I will do my part for the across the board shard. Thank you. Say I'm excited. <sighs> the... I'm sure that this will be very one, obviously well executed, uh... well made, very, he will accomplish what he sets out to accomplish visually. Um, do I look forward to having to watch it? No. <laughs> no, I do not. And the guy with his eyes sewn shut and the ears on top of his head? I, Discomfort, yes. Well, what's sad is that i that's probably going to be the tamest <laughs> of things. Um, Absolutely. I was very uncomfortable a lot through the trailer. Very. Yeah, her face was great. And <laughs> Viggo Mortensen is a great actor, but he is creepy. I mean... Yeah, and Cronenberg, I feel like he's his buddy. They've, mm-hmm. they've done a lot together. So, and um, I don't, I also, like, it just makes me so uncomfortable when people are so gross about, like, sex. Ugh. I hate it. I hate it. I hate, hate. <laughs> 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 okay. It's going to be a very well-made movie that people should be excited about, but I don't want to watch it, and I'm going to have to watch it, and I don't, I'm sad. I'm, I'm excited for how intense this could be. I'm not necessarily excited to watch it, but I am excited um, to see how far this goes. One thing I'll mention is that one of his earlier movies, uh, Existence, has the similar production design to the the weird mm-hmm. like coffin that he's in and the stuff that they're latching onto his hand and stuff. Yep. And that made me uncomfortable. And I don't know whether it's whether I'm saying it's poor production design or that it could be done differently. It's just gross. It's like a, it's like sluggish. It's like, ugh, yeah, ugh. <laughs> something wrong with that. And we have the things from alien. Yeah. Yeah. A little right. bit like that too. Yeah. Uh, the script is largely adapted from an earlier project. So he's had this going, this idea for a long time. It was in development in 2002 with Nicolas Cage attached, and it was previously called Painkillers. It's it's interesting, too, that you mentioned Existence, because that's kind of one of his not-so-greats that, you know, if people are ranking his films or whatever. So it does kind of make me think, like, you know what? I had something there, and I just didn't get it right. We need to get rid of Jennifer Jason Lee, because she makes people uncomfortable, and just make this movie. Yeah. Or is it a red flag because anytime a fucking director has a long standing thing they've been trying to make a passion project, it usually is not good. Well, did you know, here's another tidbit. 
David Cronenberg's first ever movie that he ever made was called Crimes of the Future, but it's the plot's completely different. That's weird. So, I have a question for everyone. Okay, across the board chart, yeah, go ahead. If uh, you were going to get a new body part put all over your body, uh, what body part would that be? Are you referring to the man with the ears all over him? What body part would we choose yeah. to hang off of ourselves? Or if yeah, would, like, like like I would get like uh, 14-inch uh, flaccid penises just all over. All over. You'd just yeah. be a walking man with penises hanging off of you everywhere. But what you're yeah, saying I'd be is like that... a porcupine when I got excited. Oh my God. Or, or what you're saying is that this future doesn't have to be this like emo and avant-garde and everything. It, it would just basically be women running around with huge tits and men running around with huge dicks. And that's about it. Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of a, a different movie. Yeah, or maybe people would, you know, get uh, sexual about the insides of their bodies. Nope. Don't think that would actually happen. Antonio, are you worried or excited about this? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, this is going to come right to Criterion. Absolutely. With all the other Cronenberg movies. Are they all in there? Of course I'm excited. Not all of them, oh. but a bunch of them. You got you got Rabid. Uh, I'm trying to think of some really old ones. <clears throat> There's uh, Dead Ringers is the first one. Videodrome. Videodrome's in there. Scanners is in there. Yeah, I think I there's just, a couple more. I just want him and his son to just like go back and forth and <laughs> keep making it. It'd be nice for them to make one together. Well, I like Brandon. I really liked uh, Possessor a lot, personally. And I I would appreciate a more tame Cronenberg than a... Like this, yeah, he just... I, I understand perfectly what Amanda's saying. There's going to be some massive discomfort with how far he's willing to go with this. We'll see. Because I don't... Yeah. They, there's comments, right? Like at Cannes or whatever, because it was a Cannes selection. People walked out like really early on because they were interviewing all the actors about how they felt about people walking out of the theater. Yeah, he 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 bookended the film with its two most intense body oh, see, things. See, so it's going to start off really upsetting, yep. and then it's going to tell you a story, really and then it's going to end really upsetting. So there you go, Amanda. You could just maybe like <laughs> swoop in after the first fifteen minutes, and then check out fifteen minutes before the end. I have to no, no. I have to see it all because I want to be righteously indignant when I say that I don't <laughs> like it. Okay. All I right. have to see every minute of it. Okay. Because that's how I'll be. I'll be like, well, you didn't see the best parts. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, let's move on from that uh, discomfort and let's uh, drink in trailer number four, which is uh, Lightyear. I know you probably snatched the the, the newer trailer because it gives a more whole. I did, but I heard about what happened with your manhood. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about it. Lightyear, here we go. Buzz Lightyear mission log, stardate three nine oh one. After a full year of being marooned, our first hyperspeed test flight. Is a go. Who are you talking to? Uh, no one. You were narrating again. I was not. Just doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to those. I know that. Narrating helps me focus. 
Ready, Captain Lightyear? Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is exciting. A new adventure. I'm gonna grant you four minutes to be off-planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. And beyond. You are clear for hyperlaunch. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Buzz, that was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Coming, Star Command. Why don't they answer? Hey, hey! Shh! The robots! The what? What is happening right now? Alicia? Oh, no. That's my grandmother. But, Socks, how long were we gone? Meow, 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 meow. 62 years, seven months, and five days. What? I hope you're ready for action, because all we needed was a pilot. For what? To destroy the alien ship. I have a plan, and I have a team. Darby can take any three things and make them explode. I do this, and they shave a little time off my sentence. Okay. And what about you? Well, I thought this was going to be like a fun boot camp workout thing. <laughs> but it is not. Did I get it? Pretty close. I need the... You know what saying? The harpoons? Buzz! Buzz, right here! Probability of survival with an inexperienced crew is 38.2%. Hmm, seems a bit low. Mission failure imminent. In three. Grandma always said she believed in you, too. One. That was a big swirly too. Oh, I think I need a bag. No, no. Please record your last words. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. Do not vomit inside the vehicle. If you are satisfied with this recording, speak or select uh. one. To infinity. Are you trying to get me to pull your finger? Don't fall for it. No, not like that. Ugh. Sorry, it's a thing your grandma and I used to do. Yeah. Intern. Hi, you're worried or excited? Well, it was a really good run, Nathan. Hmm? <laughs> He's going to blame me for this shit. Uh, this was uh, a request to have this movie considered for the lineup. Um, it did pass through the board, though, at Sadsack. Yeah. There were concerns raised that uh, the intern would unfairly um, evaluate this, that he would be blinded by his hatred for certain corporations instead of just seeing it as a fun space adventure that especially you know the did? Texas family here will enjoy watching with their child. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what has happened here? What has happened they... here? took an old man they took his job away from him and gave it to some new young man mm. hardly call who sometimes sounds exactly the same as tim allen what yeah, the great. fuck this is horrible and sometimes he sounds nothing like him also bad voice acting Ugh, ugh. what's up with this cat oh, the animation that reminds me of you the animation does not look it looks like Pixar took a step back. What? What are you talking about? The cat is like some sort of robot thing. You know that, right? Oh, I get it. Okay. I understand everything that's going on here, and I disagree with it. What they should have done is a cowboy thing with Woody. Oh, they'll do that if this is successful. Yeah, they will. They should have just kept the uh, Tim Allen. Well, these are unfair it. criticisms. I'm sorry. I have to step in here. My cousin, my blood. When he watched the first trailer of this movie, he shed tears. Okay. And that, oh, that that kind of emotion, you know, the desire to watch the space adventure, the animated space adventure, and show your child. 
Are you going to cry now? How dare you? How dare How you? How dare you? Shit on this. Unbelievable. Oh, I've shat. I've shat on the shard. So are you officially saying worried or are you, do you have a heart that has uh, an ounce of uh, humanity inside of it? Still, you know what? Watch- I, I am so excited to wait till this comes out on Disney Plus and watch it. You're going to tell me from that first trailer when they give you like that blast off scene. You're going to tell me that that's a step back for Pixar? That is like the most beautifully animated thing that they've ever done. And then is, Bowie comes oh, in with Starman oh. over top? Yeah. Wally's. Uh, yeah, Wally was interesting. Wally's the space movie. That but that's Pixar a reason did. why you should say excited because that shows you what oh. they can do with space. Now they're on a different planet with a different with a team. Yeah, people. Wally's. When's the characters? last time they made a good movie? Was it like uh, Toy Story 3? What? Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 sucked. It was about the spoon <laughs> guy. It was about the plastic fork. Yeah, I said, when was the last time they made a good movie? Incredibles 2? Oh, I watched Cars was, 2 recently for the first time, down. and like that, without the plot of that movie like blew my mind. Wow. So, you're excited? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Let's hear from the family. That, you uh, said you were excited to watch this on Disney Plus when it comes out. That's what you said, verbatim. Yeah. And okay, so you're excited. I didn't have any sarcasm. So you're excited. Uh, point taken. That uh, across exactly the board, Shard's still saying. alive. I'm so excited. You know what? I'm excited. Daniel, about Amanda, how please. I am. <laughs> please. I'm excited too. Daniel, Amanda, please <laughs> share your excitement. I'm just so distressed by everything that you just said. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what are you talking about? She needs to. I'm... Let me step in here because you've, you've hurt my wife. <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> uh, no, I'm super excited for this. I and I came in like. I was I was immediately turned by the first trailer, but before then, when I when I heard this idea being bantied about, I was kind of like super cynical, like oh great, we're just gonna go plucking plucking people from our movies and seeing whatever else we can side story out with these fuckers. Um, but no, Buzz Lightyear makes sense to me. That him and Woody from the Toy Story movies. If you wanted to do a, a different interpretation of them in like a different universe, kind of like how they've done with this one. Uh, I think it's, I think that, that, that I would support that as well. But this one in particular, because I'm just more uh, taken with space stuff in general and sci-fi stuff, uh, it, it hit everything. Even the fact that they switched voices over to uh, Chris Evans doesn't bother me. It's a younger character version of the character. He seems to, and he does sound a lot like Tim Allen <laughs> when he's doing the voice. So it works for me. Um, and even though I wouldn't have minded if it was just like him and a, and a goofy robot, not that cat. The cat is, I think, the weakest part of this whole thing. Uh, if it was just him and a robot dinking around in the universe and being stuck on a planet and getting into all sorts of trouble with like monsters and random aliens and shit, I think that would be great. It's him and a big crew of people, um, which is odd because he is the comedic character in Toy Story. And in this one, they've made other characters around him the comedic characters, which is like, if this thing fails, it fails from them not being able to form the right chemistry because they're all comedic characters as opposed to any straight men or that kind of thing. But all the adventures with little on the planets and stuff, it's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. And, uh, and it also looks great. That's, that's really the most offensive thing that the intern said was that the animation. <laughs> was it's obviously got like 50 million extra dollars in it. Yeah. Um, just, just ludicrous comments aside, this obviously is going to be great. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for uh, just, 
It's good. Uh, what? Fuck it. Fuck it. God damn it. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> get time seizure on that. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So excited to cross the board. A B S. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for all your support, guys. Like um, aggressive ball sag. Your your five hole tonight. Listen, penis man, shut it. Can't believe you would put penises, fourteen inch penises, all over your body, and then you had to turn into a porcupine. What are you talking about? This is a children's show. We we're just talking about light year for Christ's sakes. Yeah, shut it and put this in your five hole. Well, Annie said that they would be flaccid, <laughs> like fourteen inch flaccid cocks. Like that's very heavy. Yeah, he wants he wants the hands from from you know. Everything, yeah, every, everything, every, every, everywhere all at once. Yeah, yeah. but just like, I would oh, pass out instantly. The blood loss would be significant. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would turn into a porcupine and fall over and die. Like, oh look, yeah. he's dead, naked, with one of his finger penises in his own butt. Just picture him getting bored and just like grabbing onto one of them. You know, like just maybe on, maybe on, on on the side of his leg and just like start whacking it off. You're like, oh my alien <laughs> hand. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Five hole, Thor, love, and thunder. Thor, love, and thunder. Here we go. Kids, get to popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. When he got in shape, he went from dad bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? <laughs> Eight years, seven months and six days. Give or take. My, uh, sensing feelings. Well, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. I just want to say that was very, very impressive what you did back there. This is my first bad guy. Never forget you first. You are not like the other gods of kill. Because I have something worth fighting for. Let's see who you are. I take off your disguise. And flip! Oh, you flick too hard, damn it! Shall we help him? And eventually, grape. 
Nathan, take us out on this ABS episode of Perfection. Uh, or Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Worried or excited? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about this. This is the same director as uh, Ragnarok, and that was a very like Thor universe-centric fun time. And this looks uh, like they're going even further into that. It's a very specific... Um, where did I read this? It's a very specific... Uh, you know how comics have different storylines, like different uh, writers and artists? Take, well, I guess it's usually the same artist, but writing teams will take over and do like a series of comics for a while, and they'll tell a specific story. And like Gore the God Butcher is one of those, and this whole... Jane Foster taking over Thor is also another one, and they're kind of putting two different comic stories for Thor and putting them together and just kind of celebrating a nice individual Thor universe uh, situation. Bale looks really good as this villain, and uh, obviously, you know, Natalie Portman as, uh, you know, Oscar winning actress, beautiful uh, woman. Is, is, this, is this why she couldn't uh, be in Crimes of the Future? Possibly. Maybe she was too busy having fun. And, uh, hey, we know Amanda's going to say excited, right? This is the biggest that Chris Hemsworth has ever been. He is, uh, he went to town on this hey, one. He looks like a, not, a, I, w- I want to say snack, because that's the thing that the youth say, say now, but no, he, he looks like a, a fucking entree. I yeah. want to eat it up. <laughs> um, also, looks- uh, Thor is now the only MCU character to have four standalone films, so he's you know walking around with that on his shoulders as well yeah i don't know what else to say uh if the intern shits on this then he just doesn't have any fun inside of his body at all did they just well i'll start talking then what 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 huh huh what's the name of the the, the, hey you fucking bastards (laughs) (laughs) was it uh oh it's the uh, guy who plays hitler in uh yeah, Jojo well, Rabbit. Well, yeah. well, well, Kiki, Taiko Waititi. Taiko Waititi, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did they just dump piles of money on him for taking the like least popular franchise of the MCU and making it the most popular Fucking franchise a. of the MCU? Fucking A. And giving it what it needed, which is just like what you said about comics. Like The comics, on top of them getting their own little story teams for their different story arcs within their universes... Uh, they also tend to have their own like artistic motifs and themes that go with that story that help separate it too. So the fact that they branded it with this like VHS cassette, heavy metal cover album kind of thing is like, it's all part of it. They like, they gave Thor his own brand and that's, they should take that to heart when they start doing other characters in the universe again. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it looks fucking awesome. Um, and it, and even, and they, and they didn't even include in this trailer. What, what is the funniest part, which is, Oh. Hemsworth leaning into the camera doing that look at, uh, at Chris Pratt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah, the first trailer. Yeah. Oh, the look yeah. on his face is like oh, I don't know how many takes that they did to get it that right, but it, it was so like, perfect. It was so perfect. <laughs> um, and all the yeah, just look, all looks more fun. And Natalie Portman looks bulked up too, unless that's. And I think one of the oh, misconceptions. Oh, that's real. One of the one of the misconceptions I think was that uh, you know she's going to take over as Thor for more movies but i don't think that's the case i think this is just the playing out of that comic book storyline and that's it like yeah at least i hope it is i think it'd be stupid if she continued on but whatever 
And I think she's going to get the three movies. And Hemsworth is going to be in them also. That's a a confirmed fact that you have? No, I said I think. Oh, you think. Well, we would love to hear what else you think before you say excited. What I I think is that uh, Christian Bale, when he does that little smile in there, did everyone catch that? Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. Like, I peed a little bit. I don't know why. Because he's, like, so serious. And then all of a sudden he does this, like, the goofiest little smile. I don't think it's it's supposed to be goofy. I think it's supposed to be, like, the equivalent of a cat hissing. Uh, Sure. It doesn't matter. He pulled it off. What I I read in that, I'm on board with this. Also, I really liked the little flick. The clothes come off and it's all (laughs) spotted out. Uh, You know, they could take a page out of Deadpool and just rate this R and... And we get to see some, some Hemswang. Mm. Okay, Jesus. Christ. Is, is that know? Zeus? But no, I think no. That's we need to quickly address some, is, some discriminatory behavior is. from Daniel here regarding cats. Uh, earlier during Lightyear, he said the cat was a negative. It was stupid. Part of the whole thing was one thing, and then now he just said like yeah, Christian Bale when he smiled looked like a cat hissing. Like it's just a lot of negativity towards cats here. It just. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, just so you know, this is a cat-friendly podcast. It's true. It's true. Uh, my issue with the cat in Lightyear was more with the voice actor, not the cat itself. Okay. And this was um, my my uh, analogy of the cat hissing was more to... I thought I was like having to convey to like an autistic child, like, oh, no, no, he wasn't actually smiling. He was like sarcastically smiling, like in an aggressive way. Okay, all yeah. right. It's logical. It's logical. All right. Okay. Sure. I was like, oh, he, likes, he likes cats. It was a cat mouth. analogy for him. Holy moly! Uh, I mean, talking to you is like talking to an autistic person. So he's he's not wrong. <sighs> <laughs> uh, I, for the first time, my God, in a long time, I'm excited to watch a Marvel movie. Nice. That's impressive. I'm proud of you for that. Nice. That work. almost makes up for your blasphemy a few minutes ago. <laughs> But I do have a serious question, though, and okay. I, I'm ready for Nathan to, like... Yes, go ahead. You know, get ruffled. Oh, wow, okay. Is Are this, we sure is this that gonna Natalie Portman is still a good actress? <laughs> you could hear it. You could hear a piece of his heart just got blackened. Sometimes I just think that maybe, like, she was good. And then, like, she forgot how to do it. And now she's like, you know how, like... Like you get like um, like a gymnast will get what do they call it like the bends essentially or like, you know they, they they like freak out in the middle of of a trick and they just simply can't do it anymore. I feel like that's happened to her. Oh, she's got like the yips. Yeah, the yips. She's got the yips. Oh. Yeah, this is like a total. Um... When was the last time you actually watched a Natalie Portman movie? Are you like qualified to make these comments? I'll, yes, I'll solve uh, this right uh, now oh. without making anybody angry. The problem with Ellie Portman is that she's like not been able to get in a situation where she's been able to be like properly self-deprecating in a way. She's got sort of like a an air she's about always her. Got a stick up her ass. And I, th- yeah. I think that this director is going to help her hit that spot. Okay. okay. I think Nathan has a problem with actors and actresses in that he finds he finds them and they're at their peak and it's really early in their career and then we have to sit through and watch a bunch of movies that suck with these actors that were really good 10 years ago. <laughs> Have any of you seen Jane Got a Gun? Yes. Have any of you seen Jackie? Yes. Have any of you seen Annihilation? 
Yeah, we've all seen Annihilation. Yeah. Have any of you that. seen Vox Lux? <clears throat> yes. Have any I'm of pretty you sure seen... you said Jackie was bad. Lucy in the Sky. Yes. Lucy in the Sky was not good. She, and you did she say was that good Jackie in... sucked. She was good in it. The movie wasn't that great, but she was good in it. Lucy in the Sky, she was good in it. It it, it was close to Lucy in the Sky was close to being good. Uh, Vox Lux, <laughs> she was good in it. Annihilation, she was good in it. <sighs> I mean, that's you could say that about like. She won an Oscar that the last like. time that Aronofsky like, well, the movie's was good. trash, but but she was good. ambulance. Jill Hall was great in it, but <laughs> she won an Oscar like the last Southpaw. time. She won an Oscar the last time that Aronofsky was good. Well, yeah. That was a long time ago, Nathan. Yeah. We both worked at a video store. It happens, Nathan. Do you want to? Do you want to know what I went through after I walked out of Mother? <laughs> what you went through, like internally, like you you were hard on yourself, or your friends attacked you? No, I mean <laughs> I'm I attacking you. No, first of all, right now I'm being attacked for my love, Natalie Portman. Um, yeah, it was it was devastating. Yeah, I, I went through my entire uh, my entire life from me sitting in a chair in Nathan's basement watching Requiem for a Dream for the first time to that moment walking out a mother. It all flashed before my eyes, <laughs> and I stopped and I threw up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. Okay, yeah, I think she's you know probably looking for better projects or things that that maybe she'll hit better with. Looks like she's going to be in a TV miniseries. Looks like there's a couple but- of projects she's doing. And just a second, intern, because I need to say something. Here. <laughs> Okay, before you interrupt me, I just need to tell you that at least Natalie Portman, at least to my knowledge, hasn't been going around throwing her personal opinion in people's faces. She's just having a family and trying to pick some projects and do a good job, which I think she's done for the most part. So let's That's just fair. let's just stop it's, it's ripping fine. on Portman, all right? Let's give it's her a fine. chance to turn Maybe. things around and make some better choices. But also no one's think... ripping on her. Like, Nobody no ripped on her at every, all? Everyone's just not like adoring her. Will and you then stop you're like... attacking her? <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. You guys. Uh, I think that the issue that I have <laughs> is that Natalie Portman is, is a, a great actress. Yes. She also has a lot of Star Wars money, which means that she can pick her projects. And can have a, a huge influence on everything know? that comes out that she's in. Do you even know what she made on Star Wars? You throw this shit around all the time. Like, oh, they got the Marvel money, the Disney money, the Star Wars money. Do yeah. you even know what she made on those? Do you, do you come with receipts or you just come with speculation uh, and bullshit? Millions. Yeah? Let's look at yeah, got, she got And she still gets them because they air it on, it's available on Disney+. Plus. No, she got unlucky twice. She like came in in the prequel series when the prequel was like really unpopular, and then she came in on Thor super early when Thor was like, Meh. so did she get that Marvel money? Did she get that Star Wars money? Well, she's getting the Marvel money now. Oh yeah. Well, and you have to take. I understand what you're saying. Oh, like they're on the they're on Disney Plus, so they get money off of that. They get royalty stuff. No, I don't think they do. No, because all of those that that streaming shit existed before those contracts. Those contracts didn't contemplate that kind of thing. So I doubt that she's getting as much as you believe her to be off of Star Wars. Just my guess. Oh, there's an article here about Ashton Kutcher tripling her salary for that bullshit rom-com they were in together. That's interesting. I guess she's just rolling in it. Let's find out how much Hemsworth made more than her for this. Oh, well, he's... Love and Thunder. He is Thor. He is Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically in this, she is Thor. They are Thor. 
their yeah, pronouns. Yeah, that's true. They are today. Thor. That's what this is all about, isn't it? Pronouns. Anyway, I'm bringing this attack on uh, Natalie to a conclusion. <laughs> Bonus trailer. Oh, hello. Wow. That was great. Well, and I'll leave it up to you guys whether you actually want to do it or not. It was just brought to my attention that because Morbius received such an outcry from fans to be re-released in theaters that we should maybe weigh in on it. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm completely morbed. It's morbid time. Is it? Is it morbid time? Okay, let's do it. I don't have any music for the bonus trailer. Oh, you still don't have like a like a really like a rap you pulled off the internet that's just someone saying morbid over and over again. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Morbius, here we go. Michael, I've known you since you were a child. Please. You have a gift. You always have. If there's an answer to your disease, you'll find it. I should have died years ago. Why am I still here if not to fix this? I have a rare blood disease and I'm running out of time. This could be my last chance. You're up to something, what is it? That's not exactly legal. I want to see you get hurt more than you already have. This would be a cure. At what cost? is worse than the disease. Michael Morbius. Got tired of doing the whole good guy thing. What's up, Doc? I love that Michael Keaton's in it. I think we can just open it up to the whole group at once. I don't see anything wrong with this. <laughs> uh, I was. I, I, I want to get more. This is probably the best trailer of the mixed for trying to sell someone on Morbius. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Because it has the least offense, <laughs> least amount of offensive. The most offensive thing in this thing is their use of the Moonlight Sonata, which is fucking unnecessary. I know. And why would you do that? Like, you want your thing to have its own, like, badass. You don't want to attach it to what's essentially, like, public domain music. <laughs> yeah. But on the plus side, he, uh, he went down while singing instead of going up at one point, which, which is nice to know that as a doctor, he doesn't know how that song actually goes. Right. Chris. <laughs> Don't you feel bad though? Like, like imagine you're like, you're Jared Leto. You're like, you're, you're like, you're starving yourself. They're like, we need you as sick as fucking possible because, and you're like, this is the Marvel universe now. So like, you got to take this shit for real, for real. Like, this is not, you got to like actually lose that weight, actually be crazy, crazy thin and make emaciated and just like on the brink of death. And you do all that. And then they're like, all right, in a month, you got one month, two months to get super, super ripped. Now you're coming back. You're strong, you're super strong. And you're just doing all this crazy shit all day, every day. And then the second the movie comes out, everyone's just like, hey, it's Morbin time. Let's check out this fucking Morb bullshit. <laughs> well, I had, a, I had a bit of a moment there because we were just talking about Natalie Portman and how she's been, she's been doing well in the movies. The movies themselves haven't really been that great, but she's been doing well in them. And I'm just watching this trailer like, man, Jared's really giving it here. Like, he's doing a good job, I think. He's in, doing his best. In this, this traffic accident. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's funny you, you mentioned the whole Marvel universe because it's not. It's like there's Marvel, which is like your your platinum gold level elite member. You got your DC, which is uh, your you know bronze below bronze kind of level member to the club, right? That's why that's um, why Dwayne Johnson has made a very big mistake entering the DC universe. Oh, it looks bad. It does, yeah. And uh, and Sony is like. Like, it, no one cares, you know? There's people out there that will make an argument for Venom and pretend that because they were in a deal with Marvel that they had something to do with the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland, which they didn't really. Yeah, like, no. It's I just think... Venom. So if you're a Venom fan, then maybe it's Morbin time. Is that fair? <laughs> well, they they did... The experience is X-Men and the first few Spider-Man once. X-Men, Sony, Sony? That's what no. they that's what they brought. It was 20th Century Fox that did X-Men. And Disney Oh, was it? Yeah, and yeah. Disney Fox, bought yeah. out Fox and now they have the rights to remake uh, X-Men uh, under the Marvel universe. Sony has done nothing except like the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Like that's all they did that I can remember. And yeah, and didn't they famously like aren't haven't they like mismanaged everything along the way? Like didn't they have a chance to get the entire Marvel universe for next to nothing and they chose to buy only Spider-Man? Probably. And I think and they then, might have been behind the early Fantastic Fours. Like <clears throat> I think that is the case. Yeah, those are bad too. Those are real bad. I think when when Marvel was suffering, they were like, "Please, we'll give you everything for this pitiful amount of money." And Sony was like, mm, "No one cares about any of that bullshit except for Spider-Man. We'll take that one only." And then immediately afterward, the MCU like exploded, and Sony was like, "Ah, <laughs> but we can't ever sell this now." <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Fantastic Four. It's also just like with so like if you're just starting the Marvel universe, maybe then you can bring out what is essentially just like a super vampire. Well, and what is also perplexing to me about morbius is like i watched the trailer i've seen all of the trailers i think because they tried so hard to market it to get people to watch it and i don't who is the villain is it just about him is he all 
who's our who's our he's the villain yeah that's him. a good point yeah and who's he's the, the bad guy and the good guy and yeah. the bad guy it's like a jekyll hyde thing yeah he's like shrek what's the conflict other than like his own personal conflict there's nothing else beyond that i think that he like needs the stuff to survive but the more he takes the more he goes into like unconscious morb mode where he's just like completely morbed out of control morbius is like an onion honestly i don't feel bad for him hiding okay you should know you should know i don't feel bad for him you should know morbius you think that's gonna take off like come on yeah you should should know that one keep in mind that uh my 14 year old self would have probably really liked venom which means i would have probably liked this too no don't be so quick 13 i don't know Daniel, I think Daniel literally was like 12 or 13 when like Venom really took off. Because I think I remember getting a Venom comic or something. But so I liked Venom and I had zero interest in Morbius. Even 12 year old Daniel was like, is that a fucking vampire? Why is that here with the rest of these awesome superpowers? Like what? I mean, it doesn't even make sense to me that he would even be a character in the Marvel Universe, which is why. Yes, they probably could have brought Morbius out if this was like one of the first Marvel movies because who cares if it fails, who cares if it doesn't, but this far in to make a super vampire movie? Okay. It seemed weird from the get-go. I was like, why wouldn't you do any other character? Well, I don't know. Blade was successful. (laughs) Why not Morbius? Okay, Fantastic Four was not made by Sony. It was made by Fox as well in conjunction with Marvel, but not like Marvel, like cinema. Marvel didn't exist at that time. What um, we should have done is what you you guys just brought up a good point is that this should have been Blade should have been heavily involved in this Morbius movie. Yeah, that would have yeah. been good. Yeah, it would have it would have helped it make some kind of fucking sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and then then you use you use this as like a weird like good guy bad guy movie, right? Because it's the whole Jekyll Hyde thing. So eventually he becomes so like out of control that that Blade, who's been trying to help him. The entire movie then at the end they have to fight each other and then you can spin them both out to reboot reboot the blade franchise this whole conversation is making me want to watch blade the problem (laughs) is that blades rights are marvel owned and for some reason like sony just wants to keep taking stabs at this these properties that they have limited access to such as venom and spider-man and all the people in spider-man's universe so i guess morbius must be in spider-man's universe must be <clears throat> yeah, but, but Blade, I'm I'm looking it up right now, and it's got Marvel all over it. So, like the Marvel Studios on the poster. So I think but, it's just that they're not allowed to do it. I think they tried to time it this way because I think Morbius is also like heavily involved in Doctor Strange's universe. Really interesting. Did we tell y'all we saw that? Yeah, we did. Right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was you liked it. What? You liked it. We did. It was fine. Right. Well, one quick comment about. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder again is that Gore the God Butcher in the comics it was actually the symbiote that created Venom that is partially responsible for giving Gore the God Butcher his powers but they they abandoned that Mm. because they don't have full rights to use it because it's owned by Sony Mm. it's bizarre all how these story changes happen because of that bullshit it's really surprising that uh, Disney hasn't just bought spider-man from yeah. sony well they tried i think but 
I think they I think they gave a fair deal, fair quote unquote deal to them. But I think Sony was like, we can't. And yeah, so I think we got. Sony was like straight up, like truly, it's just <laughs> simply not for sale. Or like you got to pay so much that it's like, that it doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't, Who's up for another well, reboot of Fantastic Four in 2024? Yeah, that's happening because yeah. the rights are they got to do it every time the rights come up. I'm, John I'm, Krasinski I'm, is possibly attached. I'm fine with that, but I want to say something about was it is it Gore Gore the Butcher is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gore I know the that they're, I know that that they're going to probably have Christian Bale play Gore like super super serious to help contrast all the comedy in the movie and yeah. probably even elevate the comedy in the movie. But wouldn't it be completely reasonable if you swapped in like uh, the Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted into that <laughs> role? Like, I feel like that would work almost as well in like a different way. Different, different movie, probably, but yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Well, I guess that's uh, that's everything. I mean, Morbius doesn't count. It was a bonus trailer. We'll play that again because it was so funny. We're obviously all excited. Bonus trailer. Um, I'm gonna morb. Yeah, it was morbin time. It's nice. Actually, was an across the board shard. There was no conspiracies or uh, you know contesting of that. There was nobody. That challenging that so that's great it's clear you can go back and listen to the tapes and then nathan yeah. of course when you go back edit in like a really sloppy overlay over a dub on top of uh intern being like i'm really excited i'm uh, i'm pretty excited oh i i would have uh a, a marginal erection <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> just making it easy for myself to cut and paste yeah perfect yeah okay you should uh cut and paste just like every single time i've said i'm excited <laughs> and put that right before light year. And that talk up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just use various clips of the intern to make like a little, you know, almost like a like a choir performance of the intern. You know, with, with different groups of interns like having different roles in the song. Oh wow! You, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd use oh wow as like a splash. You know, so you'd like throw that in every once in a while to like accent. The beat, and then oh. you're, gonna, you're gonna want to like loop, like, and that's gonna be your little <laughs> fucking background. That'll be the music. Out. All right. Thank you, everybody. 142 out. Mm.